Hi there. Welcome to 10 Minutes Before Class. I'm Professor Diascro, and holy crap, it's August. When did that happen? I guess it was just a few days ago. I say that every year at about this time, but in the time of COVID and after being home for so many months now, I feel like time is just passing more slowly, but also more quickly than ever before. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, it makes the start of school that much more real, um, even if so much of everything we're experiencing seems unreal. Um, I think for many of us, maybe for most of us, we're heading into a remote start to the fall term, um, which is definitely surreal. A few weeks ago, I posted an episode on self-advocacy in a remote environment because it looked to me like that was the direction we were headed, and it certainly seems like it is for many of us. In that episode, I touched on a number of things that I think are really important for all students to do to take care of themselves and get what they need before and after classes start. Um, And I'll let you revisit that episode if you want kind of an overview But I didn't spend as much time as I think I should on some of those issues. And as I've been preparing for the start of my own program and my own class in the fall, I've been thinking a lot about how to support my students and how to encourage them to support themselves. So you all are on my mind and how you kind of get what you need in a remote space is definitely on my mind, but in more detail than it was before. So I'm going to dedicate a few episodes to focusing specifically on what I think are the most important of these. Today, I want to focus on what I think is fundamentally the most important of these topics, and that is health and safety, which is obviously relevant um, when you're on campus, but it's also relevant in a remote environment. At the same time, it might be particularly challenging to think about or to achieve in a remote environment because you're obviously not on campus with all the services that you might otherwise know exist. Before I get into some of the details on health and safety, um, it's important that I say that I'm not an expert on health and safety of students or anyone for that matter. Maybe my kids would be the exception. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a health professional. Because of that, I did some homework for this episode, in addition to relying, as I, as I often do, on my experiences with my own students over the years. So I'm including a ton of links in the show notes that I use to help educate me, and they're there for you to reference if you like, if I've missed anything that you think is important. So among those links are crisis hotline links. And I'll come back to this at the end, but I wanted to mention it now at the top of the podcast because it really is just so important and I I don't want it to get rushed at the end. There are so many experts out there for different kinds of issues and concerns, crises that you might experience, um, and you should never hesitate to use them if you're struggling. I can't say it enough. These are really challenging times, and it's just so important that you know that you're not the only one out there experiencing what you're feeling, that there are people who are open and willing and waiting for you to reach out for help when you need them. So please take advantage of it for yourself and um, for the people who you know who might um, be struggling as well. I'll come back to this, like I said, at the end of the podcast. All right. So to get started, 
you all are spread out across the country at a whole host of universities and colleges, many of them four-year, many of them two-year institutions. And I expect that there are a number of similarities among those institutions in how they provide health and safety measures for their students. But I also expect that there are lots of differences. So I'm going to focus as much on as much as I can on general resources so that they're as widely applicable to as many of you as possible. And I want to start with what I think is a terrific resource. Um, it's called the Hope Center for College Community and Justice. And some of you may have heard about this. It's housed at Temple University in Philadelphia, and it's run by a very well-known sociologist, uh, Dr. Goldrick Robb, who's an expert on just a multitude of health and safety issues in American higher education, among other things. And this center and its website has just a load of information that you can investigate. I've included all this information, all the links and stuff in the show notes. But I was particularly interested in their COVID response page and a crisis infographic and guide that they have. The infographic, especially because it's just so concise, highlights four areas of need that you all or someone you know might experience in one way or another. And again, there are links there on the on the infographic for more assistance. But the four areas are, one, how to get money if you no longer are able to work or you're unable to access other income. Um, a second area is how to relocate or find housing if you find yourself without shelter. A third is how to reduce your bills, which we can all use help with. And then the fourth is how to protect your health, both physical and mental, also really critical. The guide that goes with the graphic has a lot more detailed information on these topics. So see all the links that I provide in the show notes for more information, especially about the Hope Center. There are hundreds of campuses across the country that have what we call basic needs centers that provide in-person and other kinds, even remote, support for students. And in these physical centers, you might know them as um, focusing mostly on like food pantries to help provide some protection against food insecurity. In a remote, you know, virtual environment, there may be information on these basic needs center websites about where students can access local or community food pantries or where they could get information about other sources of sustenance to combat food insecurity. So the point here is that you don't necessarily have to be on campus to access the centers. You can access them virtually through their websites if they have them. Also, even though the Hope Center had some of these links, there's probably more specific information on a campus website about housing and financial insecurity that might be relevant to you in your communities, even if you're off campus. And some of the websites on campus have information about like clothes centers um, and health centers as well. So I took a look at campuses that I've been associated with over the years, either as a student myself or as a faculty member. Most of them are public schools, but they're in various parts of the country. And their websites ranged from kind of really fancy, thorough websites with lots of links to somewhat more basic, maybe a little bit less informative websites, but they were there. Um, and again, I put those links in the show notes, not because you're necessarily a student at any of those campuses, but because it gives you an idea of like what's out there and 
maybe how to find them. So check out your campus website. It's not always obvious where basic needs information is, and it probably should be a lot clearer in the web space. Um, But student services is a good place to start. It seems a little bit obvious, I guess, but probably not for some. I did Google searches and I just stuck in the university name and the phrase basic needs or student services. And um, my universities that I've been associated with popped up pretty readily. Um, But for some, they didn't pop up as quickly and I had to kind of dig a little bit deeper. But if they exist, you'll be able to find them. There's often a dean of student services on campus. And so if you put in basic needs and nothing pops up, you can try to go to the dean's website and see if there's anything linked there. Worst case scenario is call the dean's office and ask them if they have a space for student services in general or a more specific space for basic needs. Okay. Student health centers. Most campuses have student health services, um, and I'd expect that these services are available to you because you're still paying fees. I think probably many of you, even if you're not on campus. So my advice is just to check to see what the status of your health service is during this time if you're not on campus and whether and when your clinic, the, the student health clinic on campus provides telehealth appointments or offers in some other way remote service to you. And it's good to know how all of this works before you have an issue. I've mentioned this before, and I'm sure I'll mention it again, but we tend not to think about these times when we're healthy or we're doing well or we're happy or whatever, but it's really hard to get the help you need when you're unhealthy or unhappy or otherwise not doing well, right? I mean, part of the issue is that you're you're having trouble getting stuff done for whatever reason. And so it's good to know how these things work before you have um, an issue that you have to deal with. It's good to know what your coverage is. If you have emergency needs when you're at home, um, what hospitals or urgent care facilities you can use, where you can get prescriptions filled in your community. Being home for the summer may mean that you already know some of this. Going home for holidays during kind of more normal times, you may know this. But if you don't or if you need a refresher, now is a really good time to do that before classes start. Disability resource centers are very important to lots of students. These centers are where you will work with folks on campus who can get help you get classroom, residence life, and other accommodations you need as a student at your university or college. And whether you are new to the Disability Center, you might be a rising freshman, or you haven't had um, any need for the Disability Center in the past, or you're a returning student with a new year ahead of you, you should contact the folks at your campus Disability Center as early as you can. Again, because it's easier to do when you're not having any problems or issues than if you are. And it also helps everyone in the office, but also you and any physicians or other people that you need to interact with to make time so that everybody can do what, do their part to have the arrangements made that you need them to make for the term. So you may not need accommodations for a residence hall or a classroom if you're not on campus, but you may need accommodations for virtual classrooms. And you might need different accommodations for virtual instruction than you do when you're face-to-face. I don't know. So you want to contact this office if you think it's relevant to you um, and start that process so that you uh, get it started before the, the year starts and so that you get 
whatever assistance and service you need. There's a very good national resource. Um, Many of you may know this already, um, but if you don't, it's called the National Center for College Students with Disabilities, NCCSD. And it has just a ton of resources on it. It falls under the Department of Education. Most notable, at least for this podcast, um, there's a page on preparing for fall 2020 and a COVID-19 resource page. And I've linked both of those in the show notes. And actually also they have a really useful page on food insecurity and homelessness. And that page actually links to the Hope Center. So you can see that there's a lot of links among these things. And there's an effort to create a web of resources for students, no matter where you are. Okay. And last but not least, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, crisis resources and hotlines are just extremely important. The NCCSD has a terrific page that includes at least a dozen of these. And it also has an infographic that you could either print or screenshot for your phone to make it readily available. These hotlines are just so very important. They include a general suicide hotline, but also specific lines for people of color, for LGBTQ folks, for sexual assault specifically and eating disorders specifically, and then for other kinds of disorders or other issues that people, challenges that people might face, including there's a number for uh, if you have questions about COVID. There's a number for natural disaster questions. And there's, I think, at least one, if not two, numbers for grief counseling as well. So just a lot of really significant information that may be relevant to you or someone you know, either now or at a later time. Okay, so that's a lot for today. The health and safety issue is, like I said before, you know, fundamentally, I think the most important uh, student support information um, that all of you can have And again, if you don't think it's relevant to you now, it may be relevant to you later. So it's good that at least just gets kind of into your brain. Next week, I'm going to focus on another aspect of student support. And so I hope you'll tune in then. As always, be safe and be well.